0: Wonderful, it was so good meeting the newest member of our church, well done again to Brooke and Brendan and uh, I love that day six and that child is in the house of God, already off to a wonderful start, such great news and uh, as we heard Real Men is around the corner, it's two weeks away and I heard something that got me pretty excited as the campus pastor at Silverwater, and that is that on the Friday night, there's going to be a steak eating competition, and I thought, if there is one campus that is going to play well into that, we've got to get our men into there. I'm just thinking the likes, Mick, we could get Bevan involved in this, and try to and get Pete Louie to eat it. We've got the men to take out. If there's going to be a steak challenge, we're going to win at all costs, men. So, uh, we've got to make sure we get some uh, contestants in that, a one kilo steak. I reckon our uh, guys would do it in about 42.3 seconds, which would be cool. Hey, uh, there's so many great things happening in our church, and we saw our Vision Builders update, and uh, on Friday night, I had the great privilege of, uh, of preaching to our youth here. Uh, every Friday night in school terms, uh, our youth come here and they meet, and uh, it's led by Dorian and a great team of people. Can we give it up for Dorian and his team? They do a brilliant job, and um, it was just... It was so good to see young people falling in love, deeper in love with Jesus, and uh, coming and worshipping and hearing the Word, and uh, it was just such an exciting night. Nine people made decisions for Jesus. Can we give them a round of applause on Friday night here at Youth, which was just beautiful. The regular tribe, we know the regulars, Dylan and Amanda who are service pastors out at Bankstown, their children brought four friends and every one of them was down on the altar when it was time to receive Jesus. Isn't that exciting? Four friends that they brought and there they were on the altar and uh, I just love what God's doing there. So, if you have teenagers, if you know teenagers, can I just encourage you, that is the greatest thing that they can be doing on a Friday night. No going to the movies, going to other parties, nothing else will, will, will set them up better in life than being here at youth. So if you know anyone, 6.30 pre it kicks off at 7.00. Uh, it is the place to be. And uh, I just know that God will continually touch those young lives and I'm excited for their futures, for what God will want to do. Hey, uh, we had something really exciting happen this week in the life of our church. And we're just going to put our eyes on the screen because the little 60-second uh, little video we have right now will just uh, explain that well and uh, show it to us with our eyes. If we could spin that, that'd be good. <music> We settled on Tuesday, 3.30 on Tuesday this week, we settled on this building. Can we give God a mighty shout of praise, because He is good to us. That was a miracle from heaven, and for those of us that know the background, that was nothing other than the hand of God moving on our behalf. It looked absolutely impossible that this would ever become ours. We uh, This building had been uh, leased and rented for like 12 years, 13 years. And uh, as of Tuesday, that no longer exists. This is our property. We stand on new ground. We've taken territory for Jesus. The Church of Jesus Christ has some good land on Silverwater Road in Silverwater. So come on, let's give God one more round of applause. Such great news. So exciting. And... Uh, it was a wonderful journey in the end. We, uh, we actually exchanged contracts in May last year. It took quite a while for the, uh, the owners to separate these two units from the other uh, ten that exist in this complex. But uh, we just saw really God move in such wonderful ways. Uh, we were looking like a few years ago that we're on our way out for sure and uh, that we'd be meeting in possibly a cinema. Uh, but God was good to us and uh, I was going through all the... The things of that, and I had a great team of people standing with us, and uh, that's what it was looking like, and I'm like, what about youth on a Friday night? What about Thursday Care Centre? What about Bible... There was all these things, because it just looked like that this was never going to become ours, but God had His way, and He's good to us here at Silverwater, and I'm very grateful to what uh, God did there, which is great. Well, this morning, we continue on a great series that we're in uh, on Psalm 23. Who's enjoying this series? What a great uh, series it has been. What a great passage of Scripture to camp in, to spend eight weeks as a church going through, sometimes through a verse, sometimes just a line in a verse, to go through together and really just spend some time camping in this great psalm that uh, that David has penned here uh, and is in uh, the Word of God. And uh, today we're up to, uh, it's actually our third week, we've been in verse 5, because verse 5 says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And here today, we're going to focus in on my cup runs over. What a great thing that is, that we can live a life on this planet where our cup is running over where we're not someone living with just a few drops in our cup. We're not someone who's living with a a cup, a quarter full, or even a half full. We can live a life where our cup is overflowing. Our cup is overflowing. Some of the other versions, NIV says, my cup overflows. The message says, my cup brims with blessing. The NLT says, my cup overflows with blessing. I just love it that when you Put your life in the hands of the great shepherd. That you can live this kind of life because who knows that Jesus didn't come so that we can scrape by in life, He didn't come and, and die on a cross so that we're here left on earth and, and we live a shabby life and it's not a victorious life and a, it's a life that's terrible. We get to live lives standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, like Chris Heckick said, where there's this inner joy without us that we're actually bubbling up, we're actually going over. And I simply love that that is on offer for us that when we walk with. With the Lord, that is how we can do it. And as we look at this, so much of this little uh, part of this verse ties into what we've already been studying, including last week, where it was about you anoint my head with oil. And then there's a semicolon, it's not, like the, it's not like it's the end of the chapter there or even the end of the verse, it moves on to this because I think they're really well linked together, that when the Lord anoints us that we can live this kind of life where our cup overflows. And it's a beautiful thing. See, in Middle Eastern times, when you're a guest at something, quite often when you would arrive, they would purposely fill your cup so it would actually overflow a bit. So they were actually making a statement to you saying, "Why, you're guest, this is what you're going to experience. You're going to experience abundance. You're going to experience your cup overflowing. And when I came out to Silverwater... I started to get a good understanding of what this is like, because if you've ever been to the Sabat household for a meal, you will know that your cup overflows and overflows and overflows when you are in their house as a guest. You see, when you arrive, you look at what they put out before a meal and you think, is this the main meal? No, it's not the main meal. That's like the starter before the main meal comes, like there is an abundance. And when you like food, that is a good thing. It's about this, a cup overflowing. I can remember years ago, I don't know if you remember this, uh, we went up to the Central Coast for a night, it was like a church kind of time of uh, getting together with Mick and Rhonda, Nat and myself and back then the campus pastors Simon and Helen and uh, we went away for a night and we thought we would divide up, you know, different couples would look after different meals and Mick and Rhonda's job was the dinner on the Friday night and there was a barbecue at the place we were staying and uh, as we were planning things for the church, we were having meals together and I just remember standing there as they turned on the barbecue and I saw Mick go inside to start bringing out the meat for the barbecue and out he walked with a tub of meat and I'm like, oh, there's a bit of meat in there and he pops it down and then he walks back in and he comes out with another tub of meat and he pops it down. I'm like... he walks back a third time and gets a third big tub of meat. I mean, the six people, I start looking around, have they invited the whole streets? Like how many people are coming to this meal? We had quail, we had chicken, we had steaks, we, we had everything. See, there was an abundance prepared. It was, it was my cup was flowing over. That's how it was done in these times. And when we're in Christ, we can live a life where our cup runs over. Our cup runs over. And do you know what I love about that? It's not to be selfish. It's so other people in our world get what is coming out of our life onto their life. Matthew Henry The great commentary says that it's for us so it would run over so it's for our friends. And I love that thought that possibly God could use myself and my life in such a way that my cup is running over so people that I connect with, people like my family get an overflow out of my life into ours, that there's more than enough for me and my children. There's more than enough also to go into my relationship, my wife. There's more than enough for my friends. There's, There's more than enough for my church family that I'm in a place where I don't have to just sit there and receive and receive, I can give and I can give and I can give and I can have energy for things that God has called me to do because my cup overflows, because that's what God has for each and every one of us, is an overflowing cup, that we can have things on the inside of us so we can have more than enough to go out and do the things that God has called us to do. And I think about this church, and I'm so grateful for the people of this church, because I no, there is so many of us that have caught on to this Because like all all weekend I've been receiving emails, I can't keep up with some of the services we're doing. I got an email on Thursday about our great care centre service where like 70 people are on site here, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I get an email, I've been here on Friday night with our youth and there's this mighty team of people helping that. People like Dorian who work full time and and run a law firm, yet they've still got their cups overflowing so they can pour into church children's lives, teenagers' lives. I get an email that night that we were in Maryland's on Friday nights and there was a team there with their cups overflowing, busy people, busy work people, busy parents, but they've got more than enough in them to go and serve people. I got an email last night because last night we were in Auburn. I can't keep up with that. The emails are coming. Our people are out there, but their cup is flowing over so they've got more than enough, not only for their life, but for the life of others. What a way to live. More than enough. A cup is flowing over. Who wants to live a life like that? Then you've got more than enough. You've got things on the inside of you that are for other people. It is running over in your life, that you live where your head is anointed with oil and it is running over. And the overflow is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found in listening to to, to motivation things, it's not found in, in our own wisdom and our own knowledge, and our own, it's found in Christ, that is the source, that is the source. John 10.10 10 tells us that He came to give us life and life in abundance, it's, it, it's what is designed for us to live this abundant life, this big life, this life where our cup is running over, where our cup is at that place. And I love that. Psalm 16.5 says, The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion, my cup. You hold and maintain my lot. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion. It's from Him. The overflow comes from Him. You see, this whole study on Psalms 23 sets us up to live this way and it starts right when we went back to verse 1 where the Lord is my shepherd. It's about making the Lord the shepherd of our lives. That's where it starts. We start way back there and this whole study has been brilliant because it's, it's about Him leading us. It's about Him making us lie down when we need to. It's about Him restoring our soul. It's about Him providing for us. It's about Him protecting us. It's about Him setting a table before us and anointing us. And therefore, because of all of those things, my cup overflows. My cup overflows. Through all circumstances and all situations, we can live life like this, with this brimming over in our life. And it's a place that we can go and live in and live from. It's not just the place where we need to go to church like some, unfortunately, Australians do on the big occasions of Christmas and Easter. It's it's even more than weekly church. This is a place where we can live with and in Him, where we're drawing and we're getting filled up time and time and time again, all day, all week, all month. That is how it's done best. I love it in uh, John 4 where Jesus is at the, the well, The woman and he says this, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. It's in him. That's the place to live. You camp at the well. You camp at the well and you just keep receiving so that that thing is bubbling up on the inside of you, you keep receiving, it's the place to be. I share often that uh, I love to surf, it's just what I do, I love the ocean, I love to, to be out in waves on a surfboard and uh, living out west and, and with the life I have, it's not something I get to do that often, it's, it's pretty much a, about, unless I'm on holidays, it's about a once a week practice and uh, it's still good because it sustains me and I, I still love it but I know there's people that live and they live right on the ocean some surfers live in a position maybe on a house or apartment where they're looking at the waves they're right there they've only got to travel you know for 20 seconds and they're they're in the surf they get to watch it all day and and they're the kind of surfers that really progress and really can improve they can be out there morning before work maybe after work they wait for the right conditions because surfing's really fickle when when I'm there on a Wednesday morning at 6am or quarter past 6, I, it's just down to whatever conditions are thrown. It might be the wind could be in the wrong direction, the, the swell might not be big enough, the swell might be in the wrong direction. There's all these things that cannot be right and, and put me in a position where, you know, I, I'm not getting good waves, but if you live right there at any time, you can pick the right spot, you start to thrive, you start to get good, you're probably in a place you can teach other people. I can't teach people to surf because I'm not that good. And it's the same in our spiritual lives. If we live by the well, it is right there. We can have enough in us so that others, others can get from our life. Others would receive what we have because it's bubbling all out of our life onto other people. And I love seeing the people in this house going into a place like this. I love the story of, of Brett Linder, a man who truly knew how to how to get the overflow and happening so that he could be on a work site, fixing someone's car, finish the job, have time to maybe pause and hear their story and, and step out of the boat, out of the overflow of his life because he had spent time in his garage with the Lord and, and praying and can go and and pray for people who are sick and see them receive healing in Jesus' name. And, and this happened time and time and time and people were receiving Christ because there was an overflow. He wasn't worn out by finishing the job and like, oh, I've just got to go home and rest now and I, I don't have time. He was living out of this overflow. There was an abundance bubbling out of his life and he could bestow it on others and see others receive what Jesus had for them out of his life. Because that's how it travels. Travels out of our life onto other people. And I love that Jesus is so available. This is New Testament living. The curtain is torn. We have full access anytime, anytime. And that is a beautiful thing. And that is something that I am so grateful for, that access that we can have. So make it happen in your life, give Him the time, give Him the attention, be in prayer, be in the Word, be in church, be in prayer meetings. I mean, one of the times I get, I feel like I'm getting filled up is just when I'm worshipping, in worship. Can I encourage you, the moment the service starts, be in your seat, be ready to right there and then get start to get filled up. Missing a song, missing the second song, you're just not going to You're not going to receive what God has for you. You're going to miss on the filling. And we need it. We need it all the time, every opportunity. You could even come for our prayer meeting half an hour before the service and call out to God with us. Filling up and filling up and filling up. Be there. Get it running. Get the anointing running over your head. You know, sometimes we're not even good at sometimes being still and receiving where people that sometimes have a lot of time for other things and some things are good. I'm not saying watching a good game of football or watching your favourite movie isn't a good thing, but we are got to make sure there's a balance there and we, we're giving the Lord the time that he deserves, spending some time still before him without the distractions of, uh, of noises and TVs and just give him the time. Let him touch you a word from him out of his word it is a good thing because we need to live not not blown away by the circumstances in him in Christ it's the place to be i mean i love i love to watch sport but i i don't want sports results to determine how i feel on the inside i want i want my strength in him because on on friday night i would have felt good cuz manly won and then uh kind of 8.30 last night, I would have felt really bad because we lost the ashes. That would have, then 9 o'clock last night, 30, 10, I would have felt good again because we beat New Zealand. Thank you, Jesus, finally. But I love the sports, but I'm not going to make sure that my emotions and my feelings are swayed by sporting results. No, I stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. That's where my hope is. That's what I stand on. It's the same out there in life. Things will happen and sometimes they're big deals and they do rock you a bit, but don't let them be the things that that pull you down and you fall over. Make sure you're standing on the rock, that you're getting that anointing, that your cup's running over, that those things are like, they happen in life. The wrong petrol in the car, it happens in life, but don't make sure it's the thing that knocks you over and takes you down. Make sure that your cup's running over so those things can happen but you pop straight back up and you keep moving and you know who God is because He is there for you. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause for who He is and what He does? Because our cup was purposed to be filled by our own salvation and relationship with the Lord, not by materialistic things like I've said or the sporting events or not even by relationships. Can I say there should be one relationship. The number one thing has to be with God. I like to learn things in life off people ahead of me and, uh, spending, uh, you know, three years of my life in this church under uh, Simon McIntyre, was just a, a great time in life for me as a young man to, to watch someone who carries a lot of wisdom, has walked with the Lord a lot longer than I have, and I would ask questions and I would watch responses, and I would, I would see how he would do life. And uh, halfway through his journey here, he was here for three years as a as campus pastor here. He lost his beautiful wife. And I remember, and I I still remember where I was, what part of the road in Sydney I was when we had a discussion about how he, he said to me, how he'd too often seen, you know, people lose a relationship, whether it was through death or just a separation, and how it would pretty much almost ruin their life because their hope and their trust was in the relationship with the person and not with God, It was with the person and not with God. He says, it's got to be around the right way. God has to be number one. That relationship has to be the strength. Didn't mean he didn't love his wife any less. He was able to love her more because of that relationship was strong. But it's got to be the number one thing. It's got to be the number one thing, that relationship. So we have to do all we can to pursue it and make sure that it is strong in our life. Because that's where true contentment and happiness lies. That's where it is in that relationship. Let's live there. Let's live there all the time in that relationship. Let's be people in this life that live this out. I want to live it out. I don't want to be a burden to people around me. I want to be a blessing to people around me. And if we live this kind of life and we stand on the Word of God and, and we truly are living with that, that overfilling cup, we can be a blessing to other people. Remember I shared a little while ago that when I was a, a young teenager in high school, the, the church I was involved with did a, uh, did, a, did, did a camp on the south of Sydney. It was called the Bundina to Otford Walk. And uh, there was a huge crew of us from our church and, and friends that went on this walk. And we had a bit of a problem, and that was it wasn't very clearly indicated to us how far we had to walk on this. We just thought, get off the bus, walk a little bit, set up the tent, walk a little bit, but that is a long way, that's like a, I think it's a 30 something plus kilometre distance, we were doing it over two days, but see the kids on the camp didn't know. A lot of them, I had one girl arrive on the day and she brought like a sports bag and, a, and a, a, um, one of those boomerang pillows Hello. I had friends who took a barbecue and a gas cylinder on a walk like that. See, we weren't aware of what was ahead of us, but we all arrived up and then we started to realise as Saturday just turned into this awfully long walk, step after step after step. By the time we got to the campsite, most of the people were exhausted. We were not prepared for a long walk that day. And as we got up the next day, we had to do it again to get to the train. And, and I remember people who were just, they were failing. Their legs were not holding them up very strong. I remember there were some young girls, year seven, and year eight. They just couldn't hold their tents any longer on their backs. They couldn't, their bags were too heavy. And I remember my older brother, he was one of the key uh, youth leaders at the time. And I just remember him just taking bag after bag, tent after tent, and just pretty much laying his whole head, just strapping them together all the way down, and walking along, carrying the burden of these young girls, a lot of them. And you know what, in our spiritual life, sometimes God wants us and will need us to carry other people. There'll be people that come into our life and they don't know Christ and we need to take them on a journey. There'll be people that are, are going through hard situations in life and it's, it's up to us to take them and be there on that journey. But we won't last long if our cup's not overflowing. If we're struggling ourselves, if we haven't got inner strength, if we haven't got inner faith, if we haven't got all the things that God would want us to to, to be like out of this Word, we won't last long. We won't be what God's designed us to be. But if our cup's overflowing, look out, world. Look out where He will place us and where we can move as a church, as a church. Oh, we come to Him to drink. John 7 37, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It's this kind of way we live where it's just flowing out of us. It's flowing out of us. It's coming from him. It gets on our lives and it flows out and it flows out and it flows out we can do great things when that's happening. I remember years ago when I was a, a TAFE student studying uh, marketing at TAFE, and I remember one afternoon, I, I still remember it, it was in a, a period where I was just so hungry for the Lord. I remember one day, I, this probably wasn't right, but it felt good, I, I missed class so I could read the whole book of Revelations out in the, uh, out in the little uh, kind of uh, area where we'd sit and eat our meals one day. I was just so, you know, I, just thought, I was just so into it and but I just remember one day this young guy coming up to me, and he'd gone through some really hard stuff, and he just he he knew I was in the Lord. He said, "Look, can I have a chat?" To you? and I just remember sitting down with this young guy, and, and I don't know what happened this day, but it was it was just like stuff was coming out of my mouth that I was I myself was amazed with, but it was just God just just flowing through me to this guy needed to hear some words, and I don't know if in my in my own mind I could. I could, I could say the right words, but I just knew that I was just like, it was just like heaven was kind of pouring and it was just coming out and, and I just know that it was just God and, and then this guy needed these words and it was just me being in a position to do it, out of the overflow, out of the overflow. And I love that as we as a church live like this, how many people will look on and say, I want what he's got, I want what she's got. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Nat and I uh, had lunch this week in uh, a really funky, uh, funky cafe, who knows that funky cafes often are about as big as this stage and they put like the tables, you have like 0.2 of a millimetre before the tables, like you can literally be in your conversation and you go out and grab the water and you have a sip and you realise you've, you've actually taken the water from the person sitting next to you, like you're that kind of close and you're in a conversation here but you're kind of like half in this one because you're, you're so close but we're in one of those cafes and that's what it was like, we were like right there, it was like right there, the other, the other couple but uh, they got there before us and when their meal came out it kind of sat down there, we were hungry and uh, as this meal kind of sat down there, we, Natalie and I just kind of went, oh how good does that smell, how good does that look, so we kind of leant over and we didn't have to lean over very far. It was pretty much, hey, we're best friends now. Like, we're sitting, like, next to each other. But it's like, is, is that that on the menu? Like, we wanted to ask. Like, it, it looked good. It smelled good. We wanted that for our lunch. So we asked them what it was. And that's how we should be living our lives, that we live in such a way that there are people around saying, I want what they've got. Can I have that too? I want what they've got. That's a life living in a place of overflowing, where we are seen by other people like that. And we can have other people say, where are you going on the weekend? I want a bit of that because I'm going to the pub and it's not doing anything for my life. I'm just spending the whole weekend going for sporting and it's not doing anything. I'm at the movies all weekend. It's not happening. But you have something that I want. That's how we are called to live this life and that's how we can live this life, being people with cups running over. I love it, what we can do with Him, in Him. A cup running over, a cup running over. There's so many things that I think about. What's life like at the core when you're living this kind of life? And I'm not always good at everything, but I just know there's things like, you put others before yourself. It's selfless living. Philippians 2, three. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. That's a cup running over. I think about forgiveness. When you've got this cup running over with the goodness of God, you're able to forgive. You're able to go to a place where you are a forgiver. Mark eleven twenty five. 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Think about generosity, extra mile living. That's kind of running over kind of stuff, isn't it? You're generous. And when I get those emails and see those teams out there serving in our community, I just think that is just, that's so generous of their time. Some of these people working really hard, busy family lives, yet they go and serve in the local church. I love that. I love that. And there's lessons to be learned in life. I can remember when Nat and I first got married, we, uh, we did one of those wedding registries. The local Target uh, near us, when we got married, had a home section. We thought, we'll just go there. So I remember rocking up, being given a gun to go around and uh, scan all the barcodes of the things we wanted. i tell you what, we went to field on that thing because we were like just about to get married. We pretty much had nothing. It was like every second step, it was like, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, we might need that. Remember going through and scanning it. And then what would happen is I didn't realize how to delete anything. And I'd see something and go, oh, that's a cool CD record ting. And then I'd walk around the next aisle and go, that one's even better. I like that one. And I'm like, how do I delete the other one? Had no idea. So we pretty much went around just scanning everything. When we got to the lady, she gives you a printout of all the things you've selected, and she's like, this is the biggest one I've ever seen working here. We had like eight pages, like little lines of all the things we had listed. And the day came for our wedding and sure enough, we got doubles and triplets of so many things. And we're like, oh, why did we choose that anyway? And we got two CD racks, we only need one. And so we went back. We went back and we, uh, we, uh, we took all the things we didn't want. I remember being at Target and they gave us this massive like credit note. It was like 400 and something, dollars, which was a lot of money. Fifteen years ago, and uh, I remember. And I, this is one of those moments in life you just wish you could have again. Because I remember walking around the store, and we bumped into another young couple from the Oxfords campus. And we're like, "What are you guys doing here?" This is Ryan Smith. He's like our Sydney music director. He's like, "Ah, oh, our vacuum broke. We're looking for a new vacuum." Now, right there and then, my cup was overflowing. Four hundred and something dollars. Do you know what I did? I should have said, look, we've got this big credit note. Why don't you just go pick one? We'd love to shout it. Do you know what I said? I said, look, we just got given a new vacuum for, for our wedding. We have this old one. It's got rope around it, but yeah, but you can have that one. True story. You had to, this was one of those really long, thin ones, and you had to tie the rope on to keep it together. And that's what I said. That was not cup overflowing kind of living. I regret it to this day. I don't want to live like that. I want to live truly generous lives. And I learned from that and I pray I'm doing better. We're not perfect, but that's life sometimes, isn't it? We do something bad and we're like, I'm not gonna go there again. Next time, next time, next time, next time, I'm gonna do it a little bit differently. Because my cup was overflowing. Maybe for the first time in our lives there was this excess. Our cup was overflowing. As the band comes up, there's so many things and Maybe even here today, you're like, my cup's not overflowing and I'm not good at these. I think we should be absolute lights in the darkness. We should walk into dark circumstances, walk into dark situations. And because our cup overflows, we are light there. We should have a great character. Our temperament should be good. We shouldn't be full of rage and anger in life. If that stuff starts bubbling up in circumstances, I tell you what, that's the time to say, God, start filling me up shouldn't be my response right then. We should be living in those kinds of ways. Our stress should be low because Jesus is the shepherd of our lives. He is Lord and we trust in Him. There's so many things and we could study for for, for many Sundays all the things that this cup overflowing life actually is in a practical sense. But I want to encourage us here today to make sure that we, we go to God for it. We don't go anywhere else, we go to Him. We stand on the the Word of God like Psalm 23. We make Him our Lord. We let Him guide us and lead us. We let Him anoint our head with oil and we can live the kind of life that would make a substantial difference to people around us. That it would be the others that would see our life. And that would be so attractive. Before I end here this morning, I do just want to give a an opportunity. Maybe you're here today, and uh, you're like Hartley, you're talking about this this life overflowing, but I'm not in relationship with the Lord, and the Lord isn't my shepherd. And if you're here today and that's that's the state of your life, I'm gonna give you the greatest opportunity in life, just like those nine young people did on Friday night. To say, Today I'm gonna make him Lord, I'm gonna put him in that number one place. Maybe when I mention that, that about my friend Simon who told me about, you've got to put Lord number one. It's got to be number one. Maybe you're here today and the Lord isn't number one and you need to make it. In a moment, I'll give you a chance just to raise your hand really boldly because I would love to say a prayer with you here today. See, this is where it starts. It starts at the point of salvation. It starts when we take the hands of our own life and we hand them over to Him, to the Lord. That's the place. That's the place. Where he can then mold us and take us to this place of a life overflowing. But it all starts, it all starts with a relationship with him. And it is the most important thing in life. It's got to be number one. And here today, if that relationship isn't number one, just in a moment I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You might have done this once before, but you know in your heart of hearts, you're not living it out, you're far from God, you're not walking with him. You're not going to Him and your cup's empty. Here today, take this as a wonderful opportunity to say, yes, God, I want to come back. I want you to fill my cup here today. I want to be overflowing here today. So right now, can we just close our eyes and bow our heads? We do this just to take away distractions, just to even spend a moment right now and just examine our own heart. Only we know where we're at with the Lord. Only we know really the state of our heart. And if you know you are far from Him, you've either never accepted Jesus as your Lord, you've done it, but you've slipped away, now is the time. Right now, you can return to Him. So who is there here today that would like to just say this prayer with me? I'll lead you in this prayer here today. Could you raise your hand nice and boldly and say, yes, Hartley, that's me. I need to say this prayer. I need to come back. I've, I've drifted. My relationship with the Lord is not strong. My cup's not overflowing. I need to get him number one and center of my life. Who is there here this morning that would like to say this prayer? Or maybe you've, you've never said this before. You're here maybe as a guest or with a friend. You'd like to say this prayer. I would be honored to lead you in this beautiful prayer here today. I'll just give it another moment. Is there anyone here today who would say yes, Hartley? I'm far from him. I want to come back. Could we all stand to our feet? We're going to finish with a song, but before we do that, I just want us to take this moment right now, just to, why don't you just actually open your your palms to the Lord. Sometimes that's a really good place just to say, touch me, Lord, and fill me. Because here right now, he can do that. You might be feeling dry. You might be feeling in your relationship with Him that it's been a hard season. You're not feeling that close. You are turning to other things other than Him right now in your life. You're going elsewhere to try and fill the gaps. Oh, there's gaps in our lives that can only be filled by Him. And here right now, I'm believing right now as you open up your hearts here in this service right now that He will touch you. Oh, that the great I am, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, would touch you right now. She stands. And you would feel him. You would feel right now. You're getting touched. A fresh touch from heaven. That you're getting filled up and filled up and filled up and filled up. That you could truly be all oh, that God wants you to be. Oh, thank you, Lord. Your
1: church or at your Holy Spirit. Oh, touches with power, power from on high here this slotting. Oh, God.